Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. No one deserves a winner more than Nick fans. I know it's been tough, but. My pledge is we are going to work tirelessly and we are going to build this the right way to bring you a winner. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? Leon Rose just gave me chills. I know. What's up, Craig? You know, when I watched it, it didn't sound that passionate, but when you got the music underneath him talking, it's like a whole nother level. They should have done that whole interview with that music, I think, and it would have come across even better. I'm going to leave that quote on the start of this show until that becomes a reality. All right? Oof. Wow. What is up, Jason? Edgar. J. Edgar Hooper. Hello there, Craig. Hi there, Barry. What? I said hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the problem? Jason. Back again. If any of you listen to our show, you obviously listen to our fucking show because you're here. Uh, if you like it, leave us some reviews, leave us some ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen. Right, guys? Absolutely. All right, guys. I know it's late at night and I apologize for keeping you waiting. Barry, you're tired. You are you look like Frank Vogel tonight, I want to tell you. Jay, what do you think? Does Barry appear like the Lakers head coach Frank Vogel? He's in his gold polo shirt. He's got a fresh haircut. Is that a haircut or your hair is just grown out? Uh, no, it's not a haircut. It's just uh, growing in a little bit from the buzz cut. You don't think that you look like Frank Vogel right now? Do I personally I think I, I don't. Jay, do I, I need to pull up a photo for someone to agree with me? And I disagree with that being a gold shirt. It's, it's like yellow, like a lightish yellow. Yeah. It's not gold. Where's the picture? You got the picture? Yeah, how do I share my screen here? There it is. <laughs> yes, no? No, I'm going to go with no on this one. I, I don't see it. Jay, do me a favor. Like, you're part of this show now? Sometimes you just have to pretend and beat up on Barry with me. <laughs> yeah, it's not exact, but the listeners don't know how exact it is, so just go with it. You know what? Yes, I see it now. It's it's the chin. That's fucking real convincing. All right, well, that won't make it in the fucking show. All right, how you guys doing? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. There's obviously still no season going on. The Knicks season is done. Um, as we mentioned, Leon Rose finally spoke today, so that's exciting. We're going to get to that. We're going to dissect that a little bit. There's also some huge news that went down today, and we'll get to that later as well. But let's uh, get through the niceties. How are you guys doing? What's new? Everything's good, man. <laughs> Everything's moving along, you know? The last podcast, I said we weren't going to do this, and here we are doing it. Yeah. Do we really do that? I feel like we got like a, a jam-packed show. Do we really have to go through all this fucking bullshit? We don't have to. I got in a huge argument with my neighbor about parking in the street the other day. Again? Maria. Again. This is the same one? This is the same fucking one. Yeah. Who I've been parking in the street now every day, both of our cars, because we're waiting for our driveway to be, our new driveway to be able to be driven in. So we've been parking in front of our driveway or just in various spots around the neighborhood. 
I'm look, I'm not normal, right? So ever since then, my neighbor Maria got in my head about where to, where I can and can't park. Every time I go out there to move my car or leave and come back, she's in my fucking head. You can't park there. You can't park in front of my house. Always. To the point where now I go out of my way worrying about all my neighbors to only park in front of mine and it's been driving me crazy. And basically every time I park, I'm cursing everyone out, which is probably my own issues. But one morning she's got this, she's having her deck done, right? So she has this big flatbed truck pull up in the morning with a ton of decking material on it. I've got my two cars in the street in front of my driveway, my house. This long truck for her pulls up right alongside, stops right there, and the whole street is blocked with our cars blocking, our cars in the way and that big truck. Yeah, your, truck your street, pl- I mean, you live in a nice neighborhood, but your street, like where your house is, it's a little it's, narrow. It's tight. Yeah, it's narrow when there's yeah. no cars yeah, parked there. So now there's a flatbed truck and our cars blocking oh. the entire street. And I'm about to get in the shower in the morning. I'm about to start. I'm about to like have meetings for work and everything. I'm about to get in the shower. But right before I'm looking out there and I'm like, she better not fucking ask us to move our cars because they're in front of my fucking house. And I felt very strongly about it. And uh, to my wife, I was like, do not. I'm getting in the shower. Do not move our cars under any circumstances. They can put that truck anywhere on the fucking block. Okay. Our fucking cars are in front of our house. And that's what she wanted. You're putting your stand in the stand. I'm taking a stand, and then there's not even a stand to take yet. She hasn't even said anything, right? So I get in the shower. I get out. It's like I've got a 10 a.m. meeting. It's like I literally wait till the last minute. I like was exercising in the morning, so it's like 9.55. And I look out my window, and there's my wife moving the fucking cars out there. Oof. And so as you can see, my rage right now... <laughs> And this is like a week and a half later. <laughs> I go running outside and you got my neighbor, Maria, uh, my wife walking towards the second car to move that one. The first one's already moved. I got the guys from the truck, the, the guys who are going to put the deck up, a whole bunch of people. Now, now you didn't come like running out of the shower, like in your towel, yelling at them, did you? Almost. You're, you're I might as now? well have. I came running out, like basically throwing a sock on and hopping out of my house. <laughs> And I'm like, stop moving the cars. I'm oh, yelling this. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Maybe this this like whole thing has gotten to me finally. I'm like, stop moving the cars. What? Why are we moving our cars They're in front of my house? The truck could go anywhere on the whole street. They could have gone over there. And my neighbor, my neighbor Maria is like, thank you, Craig. And I'm like, don't thank me yet. I haven't moved anything. <laughs> And uh, and then they're like, our truck broke down. And I look at the truck and the front of the truck is like opened up and they're claiming it broke down right there. Claiming. So you, so you still think it's suspect. And, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> my wife was like, the truck broke down. It broke down. They can't they couldn't move it up. And I was like, oh, yeah. How do we know that's true? How do we know that's <laughs> And she's like, well, there that guy was just underneath the truck trying to fix it. And I was like, it's a whole, it's a whole fucking scam to get us to move our cars. That's what this is. Craig, you're losing it, man. I lost my mind. Yeah. And then I got back in the house. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. So that was, that's what it's come to. That you that know? sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> plot. You know, like I could oh, definitely totally. see like Larry David doing that. There's a lot of Larry David in you, Craig. Oh, I, I got back in the house. And I couldn't believe what just went down. <laughs> oh. That's great. By the way, did you see, before we get into the real news, 
Van Gundy was trending this week. Did you see that shit? No. No, I didn't. Van Gundy was trending on Twitter like crazy. This is great. I think this is going to be really funny to talk about, but neither of you know what I'm talking about. No. You could let me know now. It could still be funny. Well, I'm going to have to show you, but basically... It's, he's trending on Twitter. Knicks fans are like, why is Van Gundy trending on Twitter? I'm, I'm like, did he get hired as the head coach of the Knicks? Is he getting interviews? Is he one of the fucking 25 people we're interviewing for this job? And you go on Twitter and you look it up. And I can tell Jay's looking it up right now. Yep. Right. And it is because some dude's girlfriend that he showed a video of or multiple videos of on the beach looks exactly like fucking Jeff Van Gundy. And someone made a comment. Yo, your girlfriend looks like Jeff Van Gundy, and it blew up. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I mean, not Jeff Van Gundy. To me, I would love to date someone who looked like Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> he was like my one of my heroes growing up. Me, I got both Barry and Jay head down, feverishly scrolling through something that was trending like a week and a half ago, guys. So I don't know how easy it's going to be to find. No, I found it. It comes right up. And does that look like Jeff Van Gundy? Not one bit. You don't think so? I mean, that, that doesn't look like him. Who looks closer? Is Does Barry look more like Frank Vogel or does uh, yes. she Barry's look more, more like Frank Jeff Vogel Van Gundy? Than this, than this woman is Jeff Van okay. Gundy. Well, there's that. Barry, what do you think? I'm still trying to fucking find it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's what pretty did you good. search? It's pretty good. Van Gundy. <laughs> All right. This one. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> good. He's got the comb over Jeff and everything. Jeff Van Gundy's sister. All right, guys. Well, the big news today that dropped, you know, as we all know, when Leon Rose was hired, there were rumors that William Wesley was going to join him in some capacity. And then reports came out that that was not true, that William Wesley would not be hired by the Knicks. And then today, a Woj bomb. Basically, William Wesley was hired by the Knicks as executive VP and senior basketball advisor, which who the fuck knows what any of that means. But it's a top. Who, who, yeah, who cares what it's like title a top he has. three executive yeah. with the Knicks. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you call them. No, it's part of that front office now. But, you know, worldwide West. I don't think any of us know that much about him other than he's known around the NBA as maybe the most influential guy in basketball that a lot of people don't know a ton about. But and that, but that's been his rep for years. Yes. Um and it's and it's, you know, never had any negativity attached to it, only good things and everybody around the league knows him and respects him and yeah, it's all about connections, and that's what Leon Rose is trying to do, you know? Build bridges, make this a, a, a good place that, that people want to come to, which every president does, but Leon at least is putting some pieces in place to kind of set that foundation. Yeah, and obviously when Leon was hired, a lot of people around the game came out and said, what a great hire, you know, Leon's amazing, whatever. Star players, alumni, front office people. And then the same thing happened when this announcement, when this hiring was made public right guys like uh who came out scotty pippen today jamal crawford a lot of guys around the game i mean no one's gonna say a bad thing about worldwide west it seems yeah just another guy another part of this entirely honestly i think this is a stunning it's absolutely stunning as stunning as you barry revamping of the knicks front office here it's fucking crazy you know like we've heard a lot of great things about these uh lesser known guys they've hired as scouts and everything. But the fact that we went into last year with Scott Perry and Steve Mills as our two top basketball execs, and we're going into this year with Leon Rose and Worldwide West. And 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 Brock Aller. I mean, you could even throw his name in there. Not that everybody knew who he was, but when you learned about him, 
It's another top guy at the job that he does. Yeah, and supposedly World Wide West had a big say in a lot of the guys they've been hiring. And um, it's probably only fitting that he's sounds like maybe he's the last big addition, right? The biggest one is the last one. I'm excited to have him. I, I can't wait to change the culture and change everyone's mindset about coming to the Knicks. And I think I'm hopeful that this is going to do it. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of guys who have been here before, they try to talk that talk. But they didn't always come with the rep, you know, to kind of back it up. And then at least these guys are. So you hope it's going to mesh together well and that it's going to come to fruition. You know, all you could do is kind of set those pieces in place, hope for the best and see what happens. Now, when we hired Phil Jackson, I remember feeling not the same way, but a similar way as far as, you know, he's going to change the culture. He's respected around the league. But this feels different. Phil definitely had this, like we felt that way about him because of his, you know, championship rings and all that. But... As we learned, he didn't have that connection with the game right now and the players right now, all those star players. Clearly, World Wide West. I'm going to get sick of saying World Wide West, but cl- <laughs> clearly, Wes and Leon Rose do have that, and that's very appealing. And you know, hearing you you know, just mention the names that we just mentioned and how he's kind of building this front office, it almost solidifies the fact that he is going to go after a big-name head coach with the reputation in place already like Thibodeau than an assistant coach from another team or an up-and-coming young coach for those reasons you just mentioned. Somebody that's going to come to this place already who has set their own standard um, you know, for, for their own careers. Think about this. We were not too long ago relying on David Fisdale. David Fisdale to bring us free agents. David Fisdale. Does that sound crazy right now? (laughs) We were relying on David Fisdale to bring us elite free agents. And now we have two of the biggest names in the game as far as star players. What a difference this is going to be. And now if we tack on an elite head coach, or maybe not elite, is like I don't know if there's any elite head coaches we've been interviewing, but someone has the potential to be elite, at least in comparison to what we've had. What a difference that's going to make. Leon Rose, World Wide West, Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, whoever the fuck we hire. An entire upgrade. Jay Edgar, do, you, do I have to call, should I call you, I'm just going to call you Jay Edgar when we get to the news. Okay. I like, I it, I like it always. You like it always? Yes. I'm like jealous of you guys. You've got Barry motherfucking D and you got Jay Edgar and you got fucking Craig. It's really <laughs> not fair. Yeah, but I, w- I will say, I mean- being associated with J. Edgar Hoover is, is it's not that's that's not like a good thing. Just so you're aware. Can't so your it name. sounds you can't like a cool name, name, name but the the association is not one that I think uh, anyone would want to have. Well it wasn't really that well thought out. It was kind of, you know, <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> it was it was an upgrade from what was that other one we had in there? Parquet. Jay Parquet. Jay Parquet. Would you like to go back to Jay Parquet? No, no. I'm not saying it needs to be changed. I'm just (laughs) saying as a student of history. We did get uh, that one review where somebody said they really enjoyed Jay Edgar Hooper. I mean, you know, he's he's not really Mm. someone you want to be associated with. But you, on the other hand, are. That's right. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about World Wide West? We're going to get to the news later. I don't know if you... In perusing the news for your stories for today, did you find anything about World Wide West you want to talk about or do you want to save it? No. No, no, I I refuse to get excited until things actually 
start to change. Right, that's fair. Hey, there's a large contingent that, you know. Jay, you, you refuse to point. get excited about everything. What, well, what do you get excited about? That's not true. That is What's true. La- when's the last not. time you got excited? That's just not true. What gets you excited? A new Star Wars movie being made? Yeah, see, something like that. Yes. World Wide West being go. hired doesn't get you excited? What, you out of your fucking not mind? Not like, say, a Star Wars movie would. No, no. <laughs> oh, great. You got you to gotta be able to walk the walk. They can talk the talk. But, you know, it's been a long time since we've done anything. I want to see a little bit before, before getting my hopes up. Okay, you guys want to go through some of this Leon Rose sound. He sat down with Mike Breen via Zoom. Yeah, uh, overall, overall impressions? Overall impressions of the interview with Mike Breen? Yeah, I mean, it's the first time as Nick's president that, you know, he came out. Yeah, I'll give you an overall impression about the Twitter, Nick's Twitterverse. I want, well, I don't, I don't need that. I could look on Twitter to get that. I, I'm here with you. It's, it's your podcast. Well, I, well, this is part of it. All right, I'm not giving you their reaction. But when news came out today that Leon was going to be sitting down with Mike Breen for his first public speaking appearance as the Knicks president, I don't want to call out names, but some people that Barry's very close to on Twitter, on Nick's Twitter, very upset. That, you know that that. He's not speaking to reporters and fielding questions from reporters. And it's Mike Breen on an MSG show. You know how difficult it and like awkward it would be to set up like a, a large, and I know it could be done, but what, are you going to set up like a large Zoom type of conference with a bunch of reporters? The, the, the way that they did it is fine. I mean, it took the guy four months to, to come out and say anything publicly. However they were going to do it at this point, I think this was done just as good as it could be done. It's fine. Breen asked the right question. He asked all the questions. He asked all the right questions. Look, and we knew that you're not going to get anything juicy out of something like this. You know all the answers to the questions ahead of time, right? Um, But for me, he didn't come off like a toolbox. So that was a (laughs) A plus. A toolbox? Yeah. Is that a thing? That's a thing. And number two. Yeah. And and number two, he was slightly less robotic than our last Knicks president. So for me, it's a win. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, I didn't, I've never heard him speak for this long. And my first impressions of him are he's not like a super charismatic guy or anything, right? Right. Um, I think he said in the interview at some point, the biggest advice he ever got was to just be yourself and to go with your gut. Right. And he seems like that kind of guy. He's just, he is who he is. He just tells it how he sees it. He's not, he's not trying to say all the right shit. Remember how Fizdale would always just try to say, things to get you excited. Leon was just telling you like it was. It wasn't some rehearsed thing. He just seems like a normal guy who's going to work hard. That was my overall impression. Jay, anything from you before we start playing some clips here? No, I th- I thought he came off I thought he came off good. I mean, obviously, you know, Mike Breen's not going to be asking the really difficult questions. They're going to be mostly softballs, but I I thought he came across really well. All right, let's play some clips. Uh since we just got off talking about Worldwide West, here's a couple comments that Leon had about him. Well, Wes is one of the most well-respected and connected people in the basketball community. And um, I just think he's going to bring so much to our organization in, in various areas. First and foremost, he's always been a great mentor to players, coaches, agents, uh, just people. He's uh, an incredible person who I've known for 40 years, over 40 years, really. And... Um, I just think that, as I said before, this 
business is built on relationships. It's built on how you treat people. It's built on working hard. It's built on all these characteristics that West possesses and that I think getting someone of that stature character into our organization is uh, something that's going to benefit us greatly. There you have it, Leon on World Wide West. And I found this interesting. He was asked, like Mike Breen asked him, you know, World Wide West is obviously really accomplished and has been everywhere and is well thought of. Why why did Wes want to join the Knicks right now? Well, I mean, to take a step back, I mean, he's been with me for the last 13 years at CAA, um, working as a consultant there with coaches, front office people, college coaches, and um helping us, helping the entire sports department at CAA. He was an invaluable resource. And, you know, I think the relationship that we have, the relationship and respect he has for Jim Dolan, he wanted to make a full commitment to helping us do what we need to do. I'm thrilled to death that he's joining us, and um, I think he's going to be an incredible asset to the organization. I don't know why that got me. That sort of got me. Does it get you? Maybe I'm just like a pussy, but it gave some things give me like a a good feeling. (laughs) You're a hopeless romantic, Craig. So the fact that he said (laughs) that Wes, not that he loves James, that he respects James Owen, but just that he wanted to make the full commitment to the Knicks, you know, to do what we need to do for some reason (laughs) makes me feel good. They know what needs to be done. These guys are like gangsters, guys. All right. They know what needs to be done. We need to turn this shit around, all right? And and it's so important to Wes, so important to Leon, that Wes is going to drop everything else he does to help save us. And that makes me feel good. And you're, you're putting a lot of weight on these quotes, Craig. A lot of weight. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you, you don't... You, well, I got to fucking say something. They're spoon-feeding you. himself up to be disappointed? And they're spoon-feeding you these these quotes. Like, yeah, it's great. And that, yes, you know, very good. That That is the type of guy he is. That is what he plans to do. Those are the reasons why he's here. But you know that, that that's going to be said about anybody. You know, but but hey, anything that's going to make you feel good <laughs> as a fan of the Knicks, that's great. I mean, how often do the Knicks make us feel good? Hey, Listen, hey I'm not going to take this that is away what from we, you. You enjoy this it. is what we fucking do. I mean, what do you want from me? The Knicks suck all year. The off season comes. We hire David Fisdale. We hire whoever. You get excited. You're like, oh, David Fisdale. He's young. He's, uh, you know, LeBron James respects him. Uh, Look, up and coming coach. He's next gonna convince, week. He's gonna fly to fucking Latvia, convince Chris Stapps that, uh, you know, the Knicks are returning to greatness, and they suck worse than ever. This is what we do year after year. I, I just don't want to see you next week when they announce they hire this towel boy out of Detroit that supposedly is the best towel boy in the NBA, and you're gonna be like, what? We got Arthur Jenkins from Detroit to do their Seriously? towels? Seriously? Comparing World Wide West to a fucking towel boy? I'm just saying. I'm Stop just saying. It. Stop it. Stop it. Before I forget, Barry, before we continue, because I forgot to put it in the show rundown for the top of the show, can you log into our Fantasy Basketball League before we continue with Leon here? Because that shit is over. Our first Hard Knicks Life Fantasy Basketball League one of our players reminded me today that the season is officially over. So whoever is at the top of the standings now should be declared the winner and get their earnings. Yeah. First of all, can you remind us, do you know, do you remember who, who, which places win money? 
Do you know? Oh, it wasn't just first place? I think maybe second place gets something. If it, as long as it's not you. You want the top three? So there, there's 14 players in this league. You want the top three? Let's give us the top th- in order or just randomly? I no, know no. I'll get, no, uh, from three down. I'll count down to the winner. Okay. In, thir- in third place at 14 and five is me. 14 and five. Barry motherfucking D. In second place at 15 and four is you. Woohoo! I'll take that. Anything above you. Which is good too, because it's always awkward if either you and I, you or I, would have won this league. And in first place is three to the dome. Who I believe can we say their name? Yes. Is Nikki? Yes. At sixteen and three. So congratulations to Nikki. We're gonna get you your winnings. I just got to go back and look at the emails. I know a couple people never even fucking paid, as happens with any fantasy league. Oh. But we'll take that out of Barry's cut and. Um, <laughs> Nikki, you will get uh, your earnings. So congratulations to the first, the inaugural champion of the Hard Knicks Life Basketball Fantasy League. Exciting, right, Jay? Definitely. Wake the fuck up. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Leon was asked, is he disappointed that the Knicks season is now over? I was disappointed from the standpoint that one of my main goals walking in the door was to be able to evaluate uh, the team and the situation and in order to make, in order to make decisions. Um, obviously that got, uh, sidetracked as a result of the pandemic. And, you know, I would have liked to have that time, but we fully respected the decision of the NBA. As I said, the health and safety of the players and everyone involved is paramount importance. And, you know, so we respect that totally. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Leon needed any more time to evaluate this roster? No, of course not. <laughs> what was left to evaluate? If anything, it's a positive. You know what, you know what happens in long NBA seasons oh. on bad teams? We know. Oh, heading into April at this roster? All of a sudden, like someone's going to turn it on because it's the end of the season. It's almost a blessing. Season was just cut. Before any of these assholes take the court, and start lighting it up, and then suddenly the Knicks are signing them to some multi-year deal. Right, it's April 9th, and Iggy just has his, had his third 10-10 and 10 game in a row. <laughs> yeah. Right, And exactly. all of a sudden, they call him for him to start next season. And there's more than enough tape. I mean, there's more than enough tape. You know, sure. More what, than what's, enough. What's the big deal if he sees him in person a little bit more? I mean, and he said that. He said he's been watching plenty of tape. So, I mean, what else is there? All right, let's hear some of his takes on some of the guys on the current roster. Right now, I look at Mitchell Robinson and RJ, you know, two young. By the way, that, Jay, your head popped up at that email (laughs) chime as if, finally, after, uh, we've been talking for 36 minutes, and Jay, you've been basically asleep. That just woke you up. (laughs) Have you seen more? (laughs) Have you... (laughs) In this whole show, Barry, have you seen more emotion than you just saw from Jay when that email chime went off? No, no. It was something like it was breaking into his house or something. Why did that strike you like that? Because I just it, I didn't know what that was. I'm looking at my notes from the interview, and then the thing went off. I was wondering what that was. Jay popped up like, who the, who just fucked up? Was it Craig? Was it Craig? We get to yell at Craig. That was that was part of the interview. That was a part of Leon. It must have happened with Leon. Two young core pieces. I look forward to... You know, working with Kevin, I think he's just starting to scratch the surface. Frank Neal Aquina, given the right circumstances, I think can really prosper. And Dennis Smith, that's a special talent right there. 
and we have some solid veterans and Julius coming back. Okay, like I don't, I honestly don't know what to fucking make of this. What, what, what's Dennis it, Smith's uh, talent to fucking recite the Bojangles menu from memory? Holy what, what, shit, guys! <laughs> I don't. First of all, there's things in here that got you excited, and then there's things that in here that make you say, "What?" Okay, Mitch and RJ, they're you know they're they're core great young pieces we have. We all love them. I think most Knicks fans love RJ and Mitch. Frank, for all the Frank fans, you're feeling good because Leon believes that in the right situation, Frank can prosper. All right, that's positive. But then right after that, he says Dennis Smith Jr. is quite a talent, a special talent or whatever he says. And I think based on what we saw last year, that's debatable. And you got to take it with a grain of salt that each of those players he mentioned do have next year still on their contract. And Kevin Knox is just scratching the surface. Let's pray that is the truth. And let's pray that it's like the surface above him and not below him. I hope, hope so. But then, of course, I think the scariest comment was at the very end. It snuck right in at the very end. Julius coming back. Three words right there. Julius coming back. Barry and Jay are fucking speechless. Barry doesn't know what to say. <laughs> to me, it just seemed like he threw him on there at the end because he forgot. and was just kind of realizing at the end that he forgot him and wanted to throw him in. Because he knew it would be bad if he didn't throw. Yeah, because he's the big piece, you know. He's the breadwinner. <laughs> seemed like an afterthought. There were a lot of people on Twitter posting quotes from this interview. I don't know if I saw that one. I but did. You just put Leon Rose. People wrote that. I saw one person write that they liked the fact that he didn't try to disguise Julius Randle as a young piece. That oh, they actually right. called him a veteran. So acknowledging that you know he is where he's going to be, type of thing. I I'm, I will be shocked if there's not articles from every fucking beat writer in the country say, or in the area saying tomorrow, Leon Rose says Julius coming back next season. Yeah, but it's season. not like this was his option year, so it's not big news. No, but there's been a lot of talk about, you know, would we move him? Can he be part of a trade? And he is a tradable asset. Um, I'd say 90% of Knicks fans can't stand Julius after this past season. He's going to be on an expiring deal. He's still young. He still puts up numbers. I think what a lot of Knicks fans didn't like about him was that he just, for me, he reminded me of like Mello in a way because he was just so focused on getting his own points. And he didn't want to pass the ball and he over dribbled. He just always wanted to take control and he's not that kind of player. So that's a scary thought. Julius coming back. I think a lot of Knicks fans are hoping yeah, in some I mean, way he doesn't. He, he did look for a lot of that to get his own, but he also had to share that with Marcus Morris through most of this season. And I mean, Morris reminded me more of Melo than Randall did because Morris, once he got the ball, that was it, you know, and, and you were done. And I feel like Randall knew that as much as Morris was going to possess that ball, that he needed as many opportunities as he could get to keep his numbers up. Um, which is why I think we saw, after Morris left the team, we saw that brighter spot of Randall coming through at the end. Who who was introduced last for the with the introduction? Go ahead, Craig. This is Craig's Randall. thing. Craig yeah. loves this. Randall. Craig fucking writes <laughs> thesis papers on this. It's it's a huge part well, of Nick's history. <laughs> well, that way, well, <laughs> the reason for that is because uh, last offseason he got the biggest contract on the Knicks and the and team. Normally blows. they put the marquee at the very end though. They do. Honestly, I, I, it comes with a little bit of pressure. I would put that. I would just, I would have RJ just come out last. Honestly, I'd rather have a guy who, you know, is 
part of your young core who's going to be there for many years. Yep, trying to groom him to you just signed to a two-year deal that you don't really know that much about just because he got paid a certain amount of money. Like, let RJ come out last. Let Mitch come out last. Yeah, so many little politics they got to play. They do. It's true. Uh, You know what they would say? And Leon speaks about this interview. I don't really want to feel like, I don't feel like playing it because I'm sick of hearing it. Maybe I should play it because I don't love it. I don't even know if I clipped it off, but he basically spoke about, you know, when he was an agent, he wanted his players to play. He wanted his young, young players to play. You know, he didn't want to hear about you have to earn your minutes. He just wanted them on the court. He wanted them to play through stuff because that's your mindset as an agent. But as a front office guy now, he believes the other way that players need to earn their court time and they need to get benched to learn. And, and It was an honest answer. It is. I know that it's a fine line for a lot of us Knicks fans because you want to see the young guys out on the court as much as possible. And while I believe that the young guys need to earn their court time, I fucking believe the veterans do too. So I don't think that the veterans should just get more court time because they're veterans. If they suck, like bench them as well. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's going to be, and I don't know if you pulled this clip or not, but like, you know, because he says that they're going to be, this team, this organization is going to be in play in every aspect. The draft, yeah. uh, trades, and free agency. And you can't be disappointed in that. You can't only be focused in player development. You know, this is, Obviously, not every team is a win-now team, right? But it's almost become a win-now league where you got to seize any and every opportunity because you don't know when lightning is going to strike. You don't know when that player is going to blossom. And you don't know when you're going to have the availability or the luck to grab a player in free agency if the timing is right. And it makes sense for that player to come to your team, which you know is yet to be seen when it comes to the Knicks. And if you have the money to pay them. So the fact that he is looking at all those things, I think, is a great thing. Um, you know, you can't ignore any one of those facets, and you got to do what you can to make your team better. And, and if that means winning, you know, which hopefully it does, I'm all for it. I mean, you gave me a hard time about me getting excited about quotes, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a hard time. Okay. Because, of course, I mean, everything should be in – I mean, every front office in the league, if you're not – if you don't – if you're not trying to improve your team in every aspect, draft, free agency, trades, if you're not trying to get yourself in play for all those all year long, you're not doing your job. Right. I mean, I, it would be insane if they were like, no, we're not listening to any trades. Right. We're not, no free agents. We just want to draft. That's it. Like, right. Then you're not doing your fucking job. Right. And I mean, you see it all the time. You, you know, you get that one big guy and then the other players look around and say, oh, wait. He went over there and they've got they got some more space. Maybe I'll go over there. We could turn this into something. So it starts with one. So you always you always he's right. And you're right. You always got to be on the lookout, you know, for something like that to happen to snatch somebody up. The Nets, speaking of big guys, they to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving today, they added Tyler Johnson. What a move. What a move by Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> That's my my dig on Brooklyn. All right. As we all know. The coaching candidates keep piling up for the Knicks. I don't know how many of them are legitimate. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we talk about that, why don't we hear what Leon said about the type of coach he's looking for. We want to find the the right leader that can develop our young players as well as hold everyone accountable and take us from development to becoming a perennial winner. 
We also want somebody that we think that will be collaborative with the front office and, um, you know, someone that when you're in that huddle and you're looking in that coach's eyes, all, every player that's looking at him knows that that person is driving the ship and going to get the job done. Is that Mike Miller? No. No. Half the team is looking it. at that guy like, how did you get here? Who handed you the keys, man? <laughs> he wants a coach who's going to develop the players, turn the team into a perennial winner, and when he's in the huddle, players are going to look at him and know basically who's boss. Sorry, Mike Miller, and sorry to everyone who fucking thinks that Mike Miller needs to be in some way considered for this job. Right, we appreciate you, right? <laughs> but uh... It's not fucking happening. <laughs> no. Barry, based on how he's dressed tonight, is going to get more consideration than Mike Miller for this job. <laughs> Right, Jay Edgar? What, what does that mean for Kenny Atkinson? Because that strikes me as, you know, development. And then, but once you get to that part about, you know, everybody looking in his eyes, I mean, isn't that the reason he got run out of New Jersey? Because Kyrie just didn't, and Durant, he lost the room, right? He lost the stars. Listen, I mean, he, he lost Kyrie and, and KD. I mean, who? Yeah. Those are two fucking nutcases. I mean, obviously, we don't have anybody like that. Nobody could really pull a power play like that here right but we also heard rumblings that there was tension between sean marks and kenny atkinson as well uh, you know going back into last season so you know if you already have that going on and then you got pushed from the players too it's almost like coming at you from both ends it's a lot easier to squeeze them out yeah we obviously know that kenny atkinson checks off the development box um i think he i mean i think he checks off the leader box and I mean, the biggest question is perennial winner. He doesn't have that experience to to say that, but I mean, that's not to say that Leon and whoever else is making this decision don't see that in someone. The only guy with that kind of perennial winner experience on the entire list of 11 or 12 people that you've heard is, is Thibodeau. But then you could question Thibodeau's development. Anything else that Leon spoke about that you guys want to touch on before we start talking a little bit about these candidates for the coaching position um you know other stuff that we pretty much knew but he touched on a little bit was how he's approaching the draft um you know the fact that just like every team although you know the college season was cut short and they've got less footage to work with uh they do have more time you know so they do have a lot of time now that the draft is pushed back to really evaluate the players that are going to be on that board uh, he did mention they are currently doing Zoom interviews with the prospects, and and that's going to go a long way too. It's not just seeing their play. You know, Leon Rose touched on it in the interview that um, you know it's important, just like when he was an agent, that he wanted to represent players that had a particular character uh, because they're representing him, and it's the same thing he's going to try to do with this organization. So to get to know these guys, um, even if it is through a Zoom, uh, to figure out what type of person you're bringing into that locker room into your organization i think is going to be i think it's going to weigh heavy on the way that they uh they decide to go i thought what he was saying about the draft was it was interesting was the the fact that he doesn't really have a philosophy as of yet in terms of best player available or drafted for a specific need he's kind of open to just you know i guess whoever's there on the board when it's their time to to pick that he's not going in there thinking of a specific person to do a specific thing it's kind of just 
you know, there's a little bit of flexibility with that. Well, not yet. He says he still has three or four months to figure that out. You know, he might lean one of those directions, but he's got to evaluate. But here's what he said about some of the top talent in this year's draft. It's interesting. This draft, uh, there's a couple guys that might stand out. And then after that, I think that there is a, is a lot of, uh, you know, equality. I think that there is a lot of uh, guys that are close with different skill sets, different positives, different negatives. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. Each scout, there's, there's varying opinions, a lot more varying opinions than in past years. So that, you know, he's got two guys, obviously that's Wiseman and LaMelo, right, Barry? Um, okay. You know, it's not my <laughs> Those top are the two, two guys. <laughs> it's not my top two. It's one of my, one of my two. I know. What are you, Anthony Edwards? Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of LaMelo, you know, not to take us off this Leon Rose interview, did you see LeVar fucking had some quotes today? Give give it to us. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll tell you. So he was on uh, this uh, Say Less with Kaz podcast. All right. And he talks about, like, if, if LaMelo gets drafted by the Warriors and how horrible that would be. So he said, he goes on to say, that's the part I don't like about Golden State. They got Clay and the other guys, and now you want to put Melo into that mix to say you got to follow these guys. Melo ain't no follower. He don't need to do what they do. Let them do their thing. There's a reason you're looking at my son. He's talented and can play the game. It ain't that hard. Guy is open, and you pass it to them. You open, and you've been working on your shot? Shoot the ball. It's fast-paced. It's good. But don't be like Melo got it. Got to his turn. <laughs> <laughs> but don't I'm sorry, it's kind of trying to read oh this like Lamar. No, Barry, you don't have to read it exactly how he says it. But don't be like Melo got at his turn and wait for two or three years to go by and learn from the veterans. Ain't about that. Can you play or not? And when you special, how do you coach somebody special? You just enjoy it, and they special because of the things they do. Enjoy it. Let him do what he does. Okay, so does this like I know you're a big Lamelo guy. Does this make you nervous about Lamelo? Because it, it does make me a little more nervous than I was. No, I mean he's talking. It. You know, he's talking his talk. But uh, <laughs> oh. I, no, no, I still want Lamelo, man. I want, I want the guy. I don't care who, 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 you know, who his father is, who his brother is, who his sister is. None of that shit. I want the guy, and I think he's going to be the guy. Not for the Knicks. <laughs> no, I don't think best. we're that lucky, but I think he's going to be the man the in the NBA. Waiting to happen. Oh come on. All right. He'll be all over the New York tabloids. That, that is, that'll just be horrible. So let's talk about the Knicks coaching candidates. There's so many. We're not going to fucking talk about all of them, but let's just see if any, let's see how we're all feeling. We got, I'm going to start listing some of them. All right. We got Thibodeau, Atkinson. We got Mike Miller, Mike Woodson. No, God, no. Ime Udoka, former Nick. Part of actually a bunch of guys who have, you know, learned from Greg Popovich, who the Knicks are considering. Will Hardy. Chris Fleming, Jason Kidd, please no. Mike Brown, Barry Dworkin, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pat Delaney. I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't even know if I'm missing anyone. At some point, you heard Becky Hammond. You're missing Becky but the, Hammond. You the latest Hammond. is that they're not interviewing her. Really? Really. I don't want Jason Kidd. I just, I don't know. I No. I just don't like him. The biggest thing that people said about Kidd is that he might put the Knicks in play for Giannis, but I'm not fucking going down that road again. Oh, come on. Right. Are we going to do that again? Giannis not was devastated when he was uh, fired from Milwaukee, but I mean, that doesn't mean that, that he's going to come here. And, you know, and, and Leon Rose... Is hired Dave Fisdale? Yeah, to, 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 to ideally bring in, like, KD. And 
Right. We know how wrong that is. But Leon Rose even said it in the interview that, you know, he needs a coach that's going to be collaborative with the front office. And I mean, that's the reason why kid got traded away from Brooklyn, you know, because he didn't see eye to eye. And that's why he got fired from Milwaukee, because he didn't see eye to eye with the front office. So, you know, it's two strikes against him there. Plus, it's another guy who went straight from player to coach, which, you know, I know it can work out, but it rarely works out. Give me some guy with some, you know, experience on the on, on the sidelines first. With Wes and Leon here, we don't need to have a coach who we're going to rely on to get us some connection with a star player. They've got all of it. So we don't need to fucking worry about that anymore, which is a beautiful thing. Any other names stand out on that list, guys? Or are we thinking this is a Thibodeau-Atkinson two-horse race? That's where I'm at. Same. Yeah. Guys, it's a hard Nick's life, but for this ad, we like to say it's a crummy Nick's life. Using a family recipe born in 1950s Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the finest and most delicious crumb cakes on the market. With flavors like classic crumb, blackout, salted caramel, and Brooklyn Joe, your taste buds will thank you. And they're available in two sizes online. The classic 8x8-inch size cakes or their world-famous crumpkins, which are crumb cakes in mini-muffin form. So take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and crumb get some. Visit ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. And everybody, thanks to Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, starting next week, Jason is going to be coming in crystal clear with his brand new microphone. I cannot wait. Can't wait. I'm excited. Cannot wait for Jason and his 15 words he speaks in the entire podcast to come in crystal clear. (laughs) (laughs) You just give me the finger. Scratching my head. That's what happened last week. (laughs) All right, everybody. It's time for the news with J. Edgar Hooper. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, obviously the only news going on is the resumption of the season. Uh, and the question of whether or not that is actually going to to happen at, at this point, because I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but this whole bubble in Florida thing looked a whole lot better about a month ago before the number of corona cases in Florida went off the the charge is it unbelievable uh, how that's happened like now you might as yeah let's do the bubble in new york city it would be a much better option i mean at this point it might be a better option but uh because you have the you have the barclays and you have the garden but i mean i'm i'm looking at it here from like basically every day florida is reporting a record new number of cases there's 5500 new cases between yesterday and and this morning so that is it's just blowing up um, I know that in Orange County, which is where Orlando is, um, I think you're required to wear a face mask now anytime you go out in in public. Uh, and this bubble isn't actually really a, a bubble. I don't know if you saw this, but like a lot of these workers at Disney are going home every day, and then they're coming back the next day. And so, a lot of players are pissed I mean, about that. This is not a closed bubble, so people, you know, could end up. I mean, they're testing them constantly, but people could end up getting infected. We've got, what is it, three players now that have come out and said that they're not, that they're not going. You know, three is not a lot, but, I mean, that could lead to, it could lead to more. Uh, at the moment, you got Davis Bertans from, from Washington. You've got... Well, I want to join out. the Knicks this offseason so fucking bad. So he should and rest up. And then Avery Bradley just came out, which is a blow to the Lakers. How pissed is LeBron about that? So. Do you hear me, Chad? You hear me talking right now? 
Yeah, okay. I heard you. How pissed is LeBron? I don't know. Did he, did he put out a statement or anything? I'm not sure. It just sounds like you're just like fucking. If Craig says something, I'm just going to ignore it because I'm giving my news. He's like a freight train, Craig. He's a freight he train. He is like he a freight train. You got to let us interject, Jay. Barry and I are the stars of the show, all right? <laughs> if we want to talk during the news, you got to let us in. Wait, hold on a second. So, like a minute ago, you were like, with the 15 words you say every show, and now. This is this no, is his time I, to shine. So that's what that's what you turn that into. You were like, I'm gonna give a lot of words right now and not let these guys. It's a segment, in. Craig. You want to just finish the show? Well, you want to just take it over? Go. My goodness. <laughs> it's his segment, but you gotta. It's, we gotta get in there at some point. Wow. Right. Some interesting. You're bringing up Howard some great to your Robin, Jason. Things. All right. Do you guys want to go through some of these Twitter questions we asked we asked listeners? You know. Sure. Get sure. some questions in. We could talk about them quick. This is turning into an epic show. Good. So I was thinking when I honestly, when I wrote this, there was nothing going on in Nick's world. So I was like, I said, we will get to all of these questions. We will answer them all. Then all of a sudden, some legitimate news came in and Leon spoke for the first time. So we'll get to them all, but I don't know how much time we're going to spend on them, especially uh, some of the not so great ones. But they're pretty good overall. So let's talk. Do we like Jason Kidd as a head coaching candidate? We touched on that. We touched on that. I think- all three of us say no. It's a no for me, dog. What about signing Don't Call Me Boogie Cousins on the cheap? Le Shroke asked us. That's a no for me. Haven't we learned anything? <laughs> I mean, not. it's not even a Knicks thing. It's a Boogie thing. Like, I know the Knicks have gotten burned before signing guys with injuries. But, I mean, look, Boogie got signed by Golden State. And then, boom, you know, another injury. He got signed by the Lakers. Boom, another injury. Why would I waste? Yeah, he's damaged goods. Well, he's saying, would we sign him on the cheap? Now, even on the cheap, dude. And again, after Leon Rose says he wants to fill the locker room with character guys, and you're going to fucking hire a guy who last summer said to his ex-girlfriend, I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your fucking head. You're going to bring that yeah. guy into the locker room? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, let's, let's... <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, according to TMZ. Okay. Well, what better guy to, uh, to teach uh, Mitchell how to play? <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is Derek from Scotland. Calls himself Buck on Twitter. He'd like us to either debate more about ice cream brands or nice. who would be the one guy from any other NBA team right now you'd love to have on the Knicks. And, and it doesn't matter what they cost, right? That was the caveat as well. Don't worry about how you get him. You could just have anybody. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about how to trade or how to sign for them. Jason Tatum. Luka Doncic or Trey Young? Any of those three. Give me any of those three young pieces on my team. Forget about it. They're all special. I mean, th- that is such a crazy question because you could pick. Yeah, I mean, I'd love Anybody. to have Luka Doncic. I yeah. mean, I think of anyone in the league, I think he's the guy I would want. Anybody. Are you going with them because of age? I think it's a ridiculous question. I mean, would I go with Luka because of age? Everything. Because, like, why not Giannis? Just because he's, he's older than they are? Why? I mean, because I just think the way the league is right now, you want to like you want that star player who's gonna have the ball in his hands and take over at the end of a game. And right, I mean, Giannis, you know, Giannis is ultra does a lot of that. But, it's just yeah. different kind of player. Like I, I, Giannis is amazing. Listen, I, I give me either of them. I don't know. <laughs> They're both amazing players, but Luca is so young. Yeah, he's the guy. If I had to narrow it down to one out of the three I mentioned, I, I would go with Luca. As far as like realistic guys, well, that wasn't the question, I, Greg. I know, but I've always been enamored with, especially seeing how he developed last year with Kelly Oubre Jr. from the Suns. Yeah, yeah. Like when he played against us, I, I just, I love that intensity he had and how hard he played and the passion. And 
Like yeah. as far as realistic guys, he's like on the top of my list. Yeah, yeah. Jay, who who's the one player in the league you'd want on this team? I'd say probably Giannis. Can't go wrong with that either. In your opinion, what's something fans care too much about? What's something they don't care enough about? Knicks fans care too much about the Nets, Craig. You included. <laughs> oh, me included? Yeah, and they say they don't. They say that the Nets, you know, don't mean anything, and they clearly do because the Knicks always bring them up. It's, they're not a rivalry to the Knicks either. They're clearly the better team, you know, not the better franchise. I won't say that, you know, with the history and where they play and all that. They are clearly the better team. Come on. Yeah, I mean, they're the better team, but it's yeah. just it's Admit it, that's not, it. That's it. They're clearly the like, better team. End of sentence. Like today. Today. Yeah, today. That's right. Okay. But well, what else would you be talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, they're not good themselves. They're, they've been okay for a year and a half. What, are they, what do Knicks fans care too much about, Craig? I want to say they care too much about James Dolan. And they obsess too much about how he is at fault for all the Knicks' problems. Just too much focus on the ownership. When, yeah, I mean, ownership has a, has a say in who is below them, but it's really all the people below ownership that are making all the the personnel decisions and the roster decisions, and that has way bigger impact than James Dolan. Okay, what's something that Knicks fans don't care enough about? Well, Craig, that's I, a, This is honestly a great question. I think you got to go with the Atlantic Division. I mean, they got to put more priority on those games against their division counterpart no, i'm just i'm just kidding oh actually one other thing this is what i was thinking today that i forgot to mention in addition to james dolan for what fans care too much about Knicks fans care too much about winning a championship okay there's so many nick fans that just harp on that when's the last time Knicks won a championship i just want the Knicks to win a championship in my lifetime it's not about winning championships ultimately yeah that would be fucking amazing it's just about becoming good again and, and about winning, just winning in general. Winning. I honestly, like, I'm going to be honest. I've seen some of my teams win championships. The Yankees, the Giants. I don't need, I don't need it. Is this a crazy statement? I don't need my team to win a championship. It's amazing when it happens. I need my team to entertain me and to be proud of my team year after year. That's all I need. And that's well, getting in the playoffs, being competitive, playing your asses off. I don't need a championship. I, you I can will. honestly go my lifetime without a Knicks championship, and it wouldn't kill me. What will kill you is if they do get back on track, okay? Because it's been a long, long time. And let's say they do become a consistent winner, a perennial playoff team. You're going to hit a point where you say, okay, it's about goddamn time we win a championship. That That's probably true. Because we've been knocking on the door for years, and we got to get over that hump and 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 bring home the trophy. You will get that I think, point. Right now, yeah, it's not there. But it I will think be. we all felt that way in the '90s. You know, you were so you're getting there and getting there and getting there, and that motherfucker Jordan was always getting in the way, or Elijah Wan was blocking that shot, or Charles Smith couldn't put in a layup, and there were always these things that were getting in your way. And yeah, back then, maybe it was that mindset. But right now, I think we care too much about this thing that's way off in the distance. All right, what do we care? We don't, what is something we don't care enough about? Wow, what a tough question. What do we it, not care It is care a tough question. About? I couldn't come up with anything. Uh, what do we not care enough about? All right, I don't think we care enough about the process and being patient. You know, we, we just give up. 
we a lot of our fans give up way early in the process. And yeah, it is a process and we have to be patient. We have to build slowly and we don't care enough about that. We care too much about just winning and championships and instant gratification, but we don't care enough about just getting through this process and doing this slow build. And it's evident in that we we just never really do it right. All right, Kojami, Kogami, Kogamashinya, 529. What a fucking name. Guys, do a 90s pod about the 8th seed 99 Knicks. Should be very interesting. Take it under consideration. Right, Barry? Sure. Barry, is that you who wrote that? Let me see how many. <laughs> is that you? That's Barry's burner account. He's, got, he's following 70, 12 followers. It's entirely possible that's you. Created yesterday. <laughs> Are we just going to brush aside Derek's ice cream question? Jay, before this call, Barry told you to read these questions in advance and prepare yourself. And you yeah. literally had no answers for anything except you want to talk about ice cream. <laughs> he's got he's got copious notes on ice cream. Yeah, Jay, what, give, since it clearly that's what you did your research on, let's talk about it. I don't it. need any notes on ice cream. I can just riff on ice cream. Nope. All right, guys. Not the time. I this is a long show. Uh, thanks for joining us. You're not going to do tankathon today? No. If you want to reach out to us, it's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. We could, we've got like four months to do tankathon, Jay. We don't have to do it tonight. Yeah, let's skip it. Anyway, reach out, out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. If you like our show, leave us a review, leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. And if you want, you can call us. That's right. We've got a number. It's five one six. Oh, I almost forgot the number. I've been giving it out for three Holy years. It's 516-33-MESH-1. <laughs> Leave a comment or question. Nobody's going to catch coronavirus by calling that number, right, That's Barry? Right. It's safe. It's, it's safe. It's totally safe. And uh, let me just mention, you know, I, I got this whiteboard in front of me that I, you know, write notes on. Oh, boy. And my wife was down here before because we had to grab something from the basement. She walked by the whiteboard and she said to me, side pussy. I was like, oh, yeah, side pussy. And I didn't even get to mention it today. You know, sometimes I'll put little quips up on my whiteboard if we're going to discuss something. One of the things Leon Rose, you know, had said about being a player rep was that he learned what's most important to players. So in parentheses, I had a, I had a thought, you know, side pussy. It's on my board. She saw it. I didn't even, I didn't even use it. All right, Jay, anything you want to add? <laughs> anything you want to add to that? that? I got nothing after that. What am I going to follow that up with? just title that the podcast who wouldn't want to listen to that <laughs> i don't even i lost all my train of thought i don't even know where we typically go from this in I the think, show uh, we just I end it just end it we can end it on that <laughs> why not all right you want me to tell you at, at this non-socially distanced thing yesterday um i got to hear some some interesting thoughts on how spiking covid numbers are fake news so that just gives you an idea of the kind of the little get-together I was at yesterday. So. All right, I think we'll end it with yeah. the side pussy. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.